Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hi everybody, this is Steven from Box Creep Films. And make sure to watch Sick on Cinema because it is the best podcast around. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your easily killed mothers, John. <laughs> I'm the half, Matt. And uh, this yeah. is a sick episode of Sick on. Cinema. This is a sick episode <laughs> of Sick on Cinema. And uh, Happy Halloween, everybody! As the cat goes to take a shit. Hopefully not. <laughs> if it is, we're probably gonna be evacuating mid-episode. I swear to God, Claire, not this is not the time. <laughs> not now, please God, please. No. Not already. Don't do this. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> fuckers. Fuckers. Hopefully, y'all have been having a very fun, enjoyable, spooky month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a pretty good one here. Yeah. I think since the last time we did an episode, we went to the drive-in. Yes. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I really hope that's not what's happening right now in the background. <laughs> I think there's a shit coming. <laughs> Just have to power through, Matt. Oh, we mean power through being stuck in the room with a shit for <laughs> an hour? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> She's damned us to hell. <laughs> we just take the recorder and like move while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a fun, spooky month. And we're here for our Halloween special. Yay. Yay. Where we're covering the Dario Argento Three Mothers trilogy, which yes. is very redundant to call it that. The Three Mothers trilogy does feel very redundant. When I was making the artwork for this, I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's Three Mothers and trilogy. Yeah, it just feels like... It's like Three is a trilogy. But whatever. It's the Three Mothers trilogy. It's the Three Mothers. And yeah, we're going to get all into that. Anything we need to discuss before we hop right on into listener questions? Other than I am sick. Yeah. So if you hear me snooting and snotting and I sound weird, that's why. <laughs> Yeah. Uh I don't I don't think so. All right. Well let's get in on in it. All right. Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com or you can wait to the week of the episode. We're mostly a bi weekly podcast. Mostly. And we'll post a lovely image with dancing skeletons in the background that says we're taking questions and you can ask in the comment section below. Yes. We're starting out with the real raw one. Raw one. Raw one. 
Rotwood asks, what are some of the most creative Halloween decorations you've seen in your area? Any memories of really amazing houses from being a kid that have stuck with you? My recommendation, okay guys, this is my absolute highest recommendation for you two. Okay. I can't think of anyone on earth who would love this movie more, and that's Soul of the Demon from 1991. Mm. This is an absolute must-see SOV movie that has crazy 90s cheese as well as foggy atmosphere and outrageously brutal kills. That will make you want to stand up and cheer. Happy Halloween. Rowan also says, I just saw you guys watch Ghost Watch and fuck yeah. One of my favorites <laughs> ever. If you if you imagine the experience of having seen it when it aired, it's so effective and brilliant. Which, yes. And, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the new transfer, like, I can't sit here and say, like, it's completely a new, like, completely, like, cleaned up transfer necessarily mm-hmm. because I don't know for sure if it was shot on film. I don't think it was. Cause it was shot to look like it was on TV. Yeah. But it looks even better. Yeah. And that is to its advantage. For sure. In a lot of ways. I noticed a lot more stuff this time than I, I did before. Yeah, it's very, very fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. We need to cover that one day if we can. Yeah, we'll cover Ghost Watch. It's great. Um, uh, and uh, Soul of the Demon, get on that, Matt. Yeah, I will see if anyone's put it out. And if not, I will look for it. Most creative Halloween decoration you've seen in your era. Era. Area. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, around here, Halloween's kind of dead. Yeah. Um, it does feel like this year it was a little more lively for a little bit. A little bit, but you still got to go towards, you know, some of the cities before you start seeing decorations. Yeah. Like out here in the rural areas, trunk or treats rule, and yeah, and then, you don't really get trick-or-treaters at all anymore. So most people just don't decorate their house anymore. Yeah, which is, it's 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 a shame. However, my sister goes full out. She goes full out, and she has a very sick display this year of like a skeleton at like an altar yeah, with like ghosts around it, like worshiping the skeleton, and like pillars of skulls and stuff. When when this uh, goes up, uh, we should post the picture on the story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another picture we all took together where I've, <laughs> I farted. And <laughs> that was that was bad. And didn't mean to completely he annihilate everybody. It was yeah, really brutal. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, <laughs> I felt uh, real bad about it, but I couldn't stop laughing. There is a cool one, like you know, I'm not gonna give away our location mm. or anything, but as you're driving like two towards. Knoxville, uh, there's on a hill this like skeleton hmm. like uh, set. Yeah, someone did like a little diorama skeleton thing. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And, th- and there was a neighbor, not neighbor, <laughs> not <laughs> a neighbor. No, no. <laughs> Um, th- there was a guy's house for many years in my childhood, and I think yeah. yours too. Yeah, for sure. Um, who went full out with like all kinds of fucking like different characters and mm-hmm. you know dummies put up everywhere. He was so sick. Uh, one that sticks up for me is actually one my dad made because mm-hmm. there's a great story that's attached mm-hmm. to it. It was a full size coffin. Yeah, and it was for hiding in there and scaring trick or treaters mm-hmm. as they came down the hill. No wonder why they don't come here anymore. <laughs> True. And of course, as a kid, I loved it because I was a wrestling fan. Yeah. So I was like, casket match. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But my uh, dad and his brother were working on it, and at the time, my grandmother lived with us. Yeah. And uh, she had a home her- a home health nurse that would come a couple times a week just mm-hmm. to check her vitals and everything make sure things was going okay and just administer certain medicines and um the nurse was there uh <laughs> doing her thing to which dad <laughs> his brother popped up with the coffin knocked on the window and said mom is this the right one to which my memo said no i told you cedar not birch you idiots <laughs> and mortified the shit out of that nurse <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh 
we've been described by uh, ourselves and some others as <laughs> less of a Brady Bunch and more of a Manson family. True. <laughs> yeah. We're, That's a little bit of a wholesome story for you. Usually yeah. we tell like mortifying, like horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing shit. That's just a fun one. Yeah, that one's, that one's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Raw One. Raw One. For the question and recommendations, as always. Yes. Next up. I don't know if I should call him Spooky Celluloid or Spooky or Celluloid. Whoa! Go sub to both of his channels. Yes, he's got two channels. Yeah, he's rocking and rolling, strutting and strong. Woo! Maybe all night long. Uploads more frequently than I probably ever will. Yeah. But and uh, he's the best. He's the yes, GOAT. He is the GOAT. Um, yeah, he is so consistent with his videos usually. If you want a great of... one to start with, Night Dreams, I thought was a fucking fantastic video. He yeah. Did. <laughs> but uh, Spooky says, what is your favorite song from Goblin that Bruno Mattei used in one of his movies? <laughs> <laughs> one of his very original films. One of his very original films. Uh, to which Francis, someone named Francis, I don't know who this guy is. He pops in every once in a while. Bastard. He says, uh, Bruno Mattei, or more like a Bruno Mattei. Bruno Mattei, what? Like the toy company, I'm assuming? <laughs> Bad joke. Shit joke. Uh, I guess mine would be uh, to answer the question, actually. Yeah. I love the use of the <laughs> Dawn of the Dead theme in Hell of the Living Dead. God. <laughs> My favorite is not even a goblin thing. And no, I'm breaking the rules here. But it's when Goldberg's theme <laughs> <laughs> starts playing in Zombies the Beginning. That is a good one. I like. I remember when we, were, when we first watched that together. And that fucking started playing. Me and you both rose up to our feet like, no. <laughs> no. This ain't happening. <laughs> Wild. Um, uh, shout Luigi Cozy for also using the Suspiria sound, soundtrack. But you gotta, you gotta give it up to Bruno Mattei for making that very original film mm-hmm. that features zombies yeah. and a SWAT team dressed in blue with that <laughs> theme playing in the background, you know. Fucking really, wild. like I mean, I don't know where he came up with it. It's pretty incredible, actually. Yeah, I have no idea. He should be. He should have got an Oscar. Should have. Oscar should go to the guy who's also in one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Sex of the Witch, <laughs> for being an absolute gobble in the whole movie. That is true. <laughs> Sex of the Witch is horrible. Which it's not is very good. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only movie we watch that box set too, and I can like attest that Tragic uh, Ceremony is actually really good. I'm scared of it now. It's a good gothic horror film. Good gothic Italian horror film. The things that, like after watching Sex of the Witch, I'm just I'm scared of that box set now. Yeah, it's just it. like, mm. but uh, thank you, Spooky. For yes, the question, as always, and subscribe, but don't subscribe to Francis. Yeah, fuck that guy. That's a poutine eating bastard right there. <laughs> <laughs> Maple syrup chugging son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Free health care having bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, beer loving. <laughs> Moose petting piece of fucking moose. shit. Moose petting. <laughs> Don't pet a moose. A saying cuck. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> a saying cuck. We love you, Spooky. <laughs> yeah, we do. And we love Canadians. And Canada. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> for the most part. Y'all, y'all's criminal uh, justice system's kind of fucked. But <laughs> that is for being true. <laughs> Next up is the homie box creep film, Stephen Grischuk. Yes. Which I will say this. There will be something coming with Stephen very mm-hmm. soon. Um, 
that will feature him and his new movie. Yes. But just to go ahead and say it, I'll spoil it. Black Hearts Collectors Club is really fucking good. Yeah. And you need to go to BoxCreekFilms.com and grab you more than one copy even. Yeah. And if I copy for someone else, it's good shit. Yeah. Go do it. Again, I don't know if it was for sale, but I definitely know his other two were on sale for yeah. like an October. Mm-hmm. Buy all three of his movies. Yes, absolutely. The band's bringing some fresh fun to independent cinema. Yes. Um, and we're going to be talking about it in more detail. It's good, though. Yeah. Well, we will, I will say be talking I, about oh, sorry. Huh? I will say I am a fat ass. <laughs> and the whole time we watched the movie, I thought it was Jason Almond. <laughs> That's Almond. Mm-hmm. This is maybe one Almond Joy. <laughs> Don't you fucking... Yeah, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Anyways, Steven says, there are so many bands and songs with the word mother, mother, and them. <laughs> Got any favorites? Looking forward to seeing you guys again soon as well. Take care, butter boys. I mean, it's kind of hard to beat. <laughs> mother, <laughs> tell your children not to wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for another dancing one, uh, it's not mother, mm-hmm. but uh, mommy, can I go out and kill the night? Oh yeah, mommy, can I go out and kill the night? And what would we be if we didn't mention Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention? That's true. Fucking love that band. <laughs> I recently found out he made a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like he he made a couple movies apparently, mm-hmm. but he made one called Uncle Meat. That's awesome. Which is a documentary about the making of a movie they were supposed to be making. I don't know. Maybe there is. And I just don't know about mm-hmm. it. But uh, I always thought Joe's Garage should have had a movie. Yeah. That would been fun. Because um, we were playing Joe's Garage. We were jamming Joe's Garage. Yeah. The neighbors were screaming, cut it out. But we would play it all night long. I'm sure, the thing is, was Frank Zappa, he, I'm sure I'm sure he did. Yeah, I love I love Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. He's fucking legend. Yeah. Any other mother songs? Oh, uh, God. I'm sure there is. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. I don't have my phone right now. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I know there is, but... Um, isn't there a song off the Rivers of Nile album? With oh, Mother? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Not called Mother, but with Mother in the top. What the fuck? Mother. Mother. My phone's loud as shit. I actually do like Danzigo. Like yeah. I was making fun of him right then, but it's like... The no, first three Danzig albums are actually all really slappers. We, we make fun of everybody. That's true. <laughs> Not about to see a lie. My favorite part of that song is like... When he's like... it's like he was such a good singer Mm -hmm. like he did i mean he he did try to be jim morrison and elvis a lot he did yeah but like you listen like danzig one two and three like there's like his performances on them are all really good like we were listening to uh black wings yeah man that song is so good yeah it's really by the time you get like some later stuff and you're getting like oh we can die oh we can die <laughs> Juju Bone is, is the single worst. I, it's one of the worst songs ever. Not just yeah. one of the worst Danzig songs. It's dreadfully bad. Wow, my Juju Bone. When, like, like I, talking about your dick. We get it, Danzig. Yeah, we get that. We, we get that. Go get knocked out by Biohazard's like singer again. <laughs> that, that was what did him in. It really did. <laughs> That's what made him make fucking Veronica. <laughs> I like Dancing Go. I'm actually looking forward to his new movie because it's. I, oh, hope, I hope it's just as bad. I didn't. I ain't forgot a, a second of Veronica. 
I remember everything about that. Movie. Oh. I watched it like three years ago now. <laughs> three, like it was during the pandemic. I yeah, think, and it was sure. Fucking horrible. Horrible. Oh God. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen, for the question as always. And yes. Like, go bah, 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 bah. Mother merch. Next up is Zombies Eight. Keegan. Yes. And he says, looking forward to John Shorts and wanted to ask when you started making movies and what the timeline is on the ones included in the upcoming collection. Okay. Um. When did I start making stuff? I can actually tell you the exact moment. I can't tell you what year. It had to be like 04, hmm. 05, probably. Yeah. Uh, I made a short film, which is not on the collection because it it's kind of lost the time. Most of that early stuff is just gone. Uh, it was called The Bull Moose. Yes. And it was because we thought the Bull Moose party name was funny. <laughs> and uh, God. There's a scene where a guy gets killed and two detectives are, which we, we didn't like have costumes or anything. No. We're just in our skateboard gear. <laughs> you know, we're just in our like, Ramones t-shirts and yeah. tight jeans. <laughs> but they're supposed to be detectives. And uh, we didn't have anything to make gore, so we just put some chili on my friend's face. <laughs> As gore, <laughs> the bull moose, and it was shot in black and white. Cause like, if we shoot in black and white, it's gonna look like gore. It ain't gonna look like yeah. chili. They're just beans and shit all over. <laughs> I need to get the fucking beanless chili. No, I just got what was in the cabin. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. I had money. That's <laughs> true. Oh my god. Uh, just beans on him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing where you're supposed to get run over. Like someone's supposed to get run over with a skateboard. Yeah. Like their hand, and we just put like a, we twisted up a ketchup packet <laughs> and rolled it over with the skateboard. But then it shot the guy in the eye. <laughs> God, <damn. laughs> what year was that, man? Uh, like I said, oh four, oh five. Yeah. Probably. So it's been a while. Yeah. Um, the first movie that's on the uh, the actual disc is called Phil Goes to Hell 3. <laughs> 3, yeah. 3, which is a series we created, uh, me and my friends, solely based on the fact we thought the same <laughs> dude ate Jason's heart was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he eats Jason's heart, becomes Jason. Uh, but the first two are missing, so yeah. the third one is on there, and that was 2006, 7? 6 or 7, yeah. I think, I think we dated it 2007, but we started making at 2006 like late yeah. 2006 so it's been I think we figured it up it's like 16 years something like that yeah um yeah and like for the most part it's like again some of the stuff is online mm-hmm. but a lot of it like again the a lot of the reason for this project is because like I talked I talked you into it you talked me into it yeah <laughs> like it, was, it took a lot of convincing but essentially I was like you know it was right after our friend's computer died. Yeah. And all of the movies you guys had edited recently, mm-hmm. the original files are gone. Gone. Yeah. And I was like, thankfully there was a place I could you know, get them from. And I was like, okay, I need to archive these so we have them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what if we did a DVD of it? Yeah. And I just, I literally stumbled on the early shorts. Like, um, Vengeance the Pumpkin, which is one of them. Yep. And Phil Goes to Hell 3 were on disc. Yep. And I literally had to source them from the disc because the other versions are gone. Gone, yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah. And there's some that I would love. Like, there was one I did dig for. Yeah. Trying to find it. Hmm. Uh, that I would love to have put on there somewhere. Where it's uh, me and my friends did a ad- adaptation of the Beowulf story. Yeah. For a literature class. <laughs> yeah. And it is... <laughs> 
insanely bad and hilarious. Like even then, we knew it was like horrible. Yeah, but we were going for it. But that is just gone too. Yeah, the thing is, a lot of that stuff's probably locked away on some MySpace account. That's just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I remember like looking. Like I was able to find your MySpace account. Mm. I was able to find it. Yep. But I could not get anything. To load. Yeah. Nothing loaded. It seemed like everything had was not cataloged, and it's essentially just gone. Yeah, but yeah. The first, uh, but the first movie on the answer to the question, the first movie on the disc is from 2016. Yeah, no, 2006. Yeah, 2006. 2007 ish. The latest one technically came out in 2020 something. Yeah, but it was filmed in 2017, I yeah. think. I haven't made anything since it. Yeah. However, on the bonus disc, there is a couple newer things on there mm-hmm. that I've worked on that I actually think are really, really good, and I've never seen a lot of day online. Yeah, some of them have never been seen. Yeah, so. But yeah, I'm excited about that to come out for people to get their hands on it. Yes. It's still in the works. It's coming, though. It's coming, yeah. Matt's having, some, <laughs> having a lot of hard times with that Technical disc. difficulties. <laughs> but it's coming. If anyone's prone to technical difficulties, it's these fuckers right here. It's true. I thought my computer was dying the other day. <laughs> we just lost short shits forever. Yeah, oh, God. Like, well. <laughs> well, <went>. shit. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, what's going on with my computer? And it was some fucking glitch that, like, because of Windows 11. And I was like, I can't get it to load. Nothing's loading. And I didn't know what was going on. Then I figured it out. And I was like, oh, it's because the icons don't want to load. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. Fucking thumbnails for all the videos and pictures that I have, which are a lot, <laughs> won't load. So that's the reason why it was not working. So, hey, thanks, Windows, you fucks. <laughs> But uh, okay, thank you, Zombie Zach Keegan, for the question, as always, and appreciate your interest in the release. Yes, thank you. Next up is Shock and Schlock. It's your boom. He's going to eat a hamburger in his car and review movies. Now, this is the term we all wanted. This is the arc of Herschel's career that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> this is Herschel, his least amount of fucks given. <laughs> Just talking about movies in his car while eating. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> The fucking intro to his fucking latest one is so cursed. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. In the spirit of mothers, mother, can John feed me through regurgitation? <laughs> Matt can film. Oh wait, this isn't supposed to be a fantasy <laughs> section. What's your favorite Argento movie and why? Oh, that was that was a lot, Herschel. Yeah, that was a lot. I mean, the thing is, me and John both have acid reflux, so it probably could happen. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. You're not going to like it. Uh, shout out um, the uh, MAS podcast. Yes. Mutual Aberration Society. Yes. Which we did and we were on talking about Curse of the Dog God. Yeah. Which was super fun. He's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Go check out the podcast. It's great. Yeah. But while recording that, I nearly threw up twice. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. He about threw up twice, which was the build up to the sickness we're at now, I think. Yeah. 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 But anyways, <laughs> yeah. Favorite Argento movie and why? I mean, a bit of a spoiler, but it might be Suspiria. Suspiria. Close. Like, there's two that are close. Deep Red mm-hmm. and Phenomena. Phenomena. I've always stated that Tenabre was my favorite mm. of Argento's films. Yeah. Um, which, Suspiria is definitely up there. Deep Red is definitely up there. Yeah. I really like Four Flies on Grey Velvet, too. Yeah, great I movie. even really love uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage mm-hmm. and Opera. I think all those are very, very good. I need to see Opera, but... Uh, but yeah, I really love Tenabre. I think it's just yeah. a good... It's like Jalo at its most pure Jalo. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah, that would be mine. And of course, like, he's got so many fucking movies, too. Some of them, they're not as good as others. 
some that are absolute masterpieces. He's had a roller coaster career. He really has. Which we'll get into that. Like later. it was pretty much all uphill. Yeah. Then we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. I got a dare for Herschel though. Mm-hmm. Herschel, if you're listening to this, you can hear my voice. I'm sure you can. I want you to pick a movie that you dislike. Charles Nap. Not that bad. Okay. Because <laughs> I actually wanted him to watch it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Something you dislike. I want you to get in your car to review that. I want you to find the spiciest thing you can find. <laughs> oh, my God. I want you to eat that and then review that movie. <laughs> one chip challenge. One chip challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not as bad as a one chip no, challenge. No, no, no. I don't want you to kill yourself. But as spicy as you can actually handle. Yeah. And review something that you dislike. <laughs> At, uh... Franken Con next year, we all need to be in the car, be in the car together, and do like a what was that? Was this Jack's food reviews or whatever those fucking <laughs> dude. I've got ones in the van. <laughs> if Herschel wants to do that, wants to do a group review, <laughs> group review in a car <laughs> while we eat. While we eat, I'm down for that. That'd be great. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Herschel, as always for the question. Yes, go subscribe, Shock and Shock. He's fantastic. Yep, absolutely. Next up. Is the People's Mikey? People's Mikey. OG PM. OG PM. That would be like his like O G P M. Yeah. Trouble, 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 trouble. That's when he through his career really died. Was when he lost that theme song. That's true. That song was a slapper. My man hit the fed and then died. Essentially, that song was amazing, dude. Yeah, trouble, 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 trouble. So good. People's Mikey says, "Howdy, my dudes." So let me talk to you. Yeah, yeah. First off, you got the devil's son stuck in my head all week. I guess it shows to show the power that the podcast has. But anywho, I want to talk about Argento's latest work. Since the mid two thousands, from reading a lot of reviews, it seems that Argento's latest work doesn't get the praise as his earlier material. So my question is, do you think Argento knows how big Batista's dick is? No. <laughs> I'm just ripping. I'm just ripping. But I did want to get your opinion on the quality of Argento's latest films. Do you think Argento is a director of a certain era whose vision doesn't work for this generation? Is it the is it the material that he is given? Or is it something else? I know Spooky have said something to the effect that Argento being overrated, I'm probably paraphrasing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like he's at least made that statement once in his life and is wrong. Yes. Which but. I can see where our margarine-loving hoser is coming from <laughs> glad you guys did a heavy metal episode following the monocotti episode or as the cool kids call it italian racism <laughs> yeah, yeah. keep up the great work looking forward to the mother of tears trilogy episode tell me when i'm lie tell me tell me when i'm telling lies scissor me daddy ass follow the buzzards forever <laughs> yep forever forever thank you forever fuck you bye cheers argento so what's happened with argento uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of factors that go into like. Do you what? want to really deep dive into this later? I mean, I think we can talk so, about it now. I mean, okay. we're going to get into it when we talk about Mother of Tears. Yeah. I also don't want to get it. We actually had like the same conversation. Yeah. I don't remember if it was on air or off air, but I really mm-hmm. don't even want to say who it was with because they've not released that that we're going to be on there yet. Yeah. 
So I don't want to like spoil something that's you know they should be allowed to. Right. Not that we're a big deal or anything, but you know, mm-hmm. I always feel weird like for a guest on something, I don't ever want to announce it first. Yeah, I'd <laughs> rather know? them announce it. Yeah, just because it feels weird. But anyways, would you get a shout out Mutual Aberration Society for literally getting that up like next day? That was, was amazing. Insane. That was incredible. That man was on the grind. Yeah, grind all day, <laughs> every day, grind. Shout out, great guy. Yeah, awesome dude. Go, uh, go listen. Yeah, but anyways. We're going to be on something where we had, I can't, it may have been off air, may have been on air. I mm. can't remember. We had almost the exact same conversation. Yeah. I've not seen Dark Glasses, but I hear Dark Glasses is good. So, um, yeah. Taking that out of the equation, I think there's a lot of factors into what goes on to why someone's like a master of horror, like Argento, um, begins to slip. And one is definitely budget. Definitely. I mean, we looked at like the budget of what I look up Inferno. Mm hmm. Like Inferno was nineteen eighty, yeah, and it was a three million dollar budget. Which three million dollars in nineteen eighty is different. That's what I was gonna say. Then you look at Mother Tears, which is two thousand seven, and it's a three million dollar budget. <laughs> yeah. So it's like things are getting more expensive, and his budget's not going up. Yeah, you're looking at like a twenty year gap, mm. and he's not. He's yeah, his budget's not changing, yet things are getting more expensive. Yep. It's just like, ooh, there's that. And I think a lot of it is, it plays into the death of the Italian film industry. It definitely does. Like where everything began to move to TV. Yeah. Budgets were getting smaller. Crews were getting smaller. Mm -hmm. You know, the people who Argento collaborated with weren't there for him to work with. You know, you, yeah. know, you look at like who he worked with like on Inferno. He had Lumberto Bava, he had mm. Mario Bava working on it, you know. Yeah. Like he had the best of the best. You know, when by the time you get to Mother Tears, it's not the same anymore, you know. No, all those guys moved on to other things. Yep. Or like, died. Or died, yeah. Like Mario Bava rest in peace, of course. Peace, yep. Um and a lot of that in the in the film industry itself and the way people look at films changes. Mm-hmm. And I don't completely know if he's completely adapted yeah with the toms because it's like here in america i have to get a little dark with it <laughs> but what's like after you know the september 11th attacks right 9 <laughs> no okay go ahead uh after the september 11th attacks there were you know a big increase in like super violent fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Like they already existed. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah always yeah. existed. But it in, pushed the mainstream and everything. Oh, yeah. It's like you had movies like you know the Saw franchise, Hostel, and then in the underground you had like August Underground. You know, being put out in, into you know the the public and people were like, I, I want more of that. I want more visceral violence. Mm-hmm. Whereas you you look around the world. It happens there too. Yeah, for sure. Whereas I do think in Italy, where the film industry kind of died mm-hmm. because of the TV industry, it kind of just didn't. I just don't know if a lot of those, a lot of those guys were able to pick back up where they left off. Yeah, that makes sense. I, and I don't think it's just like it's not as easy to be like, well, he just don't have it no more. Yeah, you know, because like I don't think his talent diminishes. No, it's just like. He, you know, there's also a chance that maybe he got more complacent with stuff, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know. I mean, he's been making movies since, like, what, 69, 70? I, like I mean, I think there comes a point where it's like, well, why is he still making movies kind of thing, you know? I mean, there's always the aspect of money. Money. I mean, that's I, I, not what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. for him, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, we, we can't sit here and <laughs> and say, you know, for sure, because, like, I mean, who knows for sure besides he, he exactly. himself. That's what I'm getting at, yeah. Yeah. 
but I do feel like there is a lot of probably a lot of aspects of, into play. Yeah, that play into the reason why his movies are not holding up to his older work. And like I said, I can't speak on Dark Glasses, but I've heard it's good. Yeah, I, it is still a little mixed mm. from what I've seen online, but it's not as mixed as something like Yalo or Mother the of Tears, Dracula 3D. Ooh, that one has some of the lowest ratings. For I don't know what the fuck he was thinking with that movie. <laughs> yeah, it does not look great. But uh, yeah, thank you, people's Mikey, for the question as always. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, fuck you. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye, bye. Uh, next up is Carl dot kr dot o seven. Carl, Carl, it's your boy. Tonight, you. That's an awkward number for real. Ah. <laughs> Hand banana. Hand banana. Favorite Argento soundtrack. Ooh, That's tough because Argento, yeah. like, you know, he worked with some of the best ever. Yeah. You know, Marcone, Goblin. <sighs> Fucking, you know, Claudio Simonetti by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was the guy who did the Inferno soundtrack? Oh, Keith Emerson. Keith Emerson. He worked with some amazing talents to to for his soundtracks. He even had like fucking like Iron Maiden and shit on on like phenomena. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, his soundtracks are always have always been insane. It's like some of my favorites are, of course, Deep Red. Yeah, I love the little guitar plug on that. Yeah. Uh, Tenabre has always been one I love. Mm-hmm. Of course, Phenomena is amazing. Yeah. Like, Phenomena is up there is one of my absolute favorite soundtracks. But I tell you one that's grown on me. We watched it mm-hmm. again. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. That Inferno theme, dude. Well, you said we watched it again. That was my first time watching it. Oh, that was your first time. Yeah. I watched it again. Yeah. But it's like... Dun, dun. Yeah, he goes hard as fuck. It's so good, dude. I will say, like, when it comes to like my personal favorite, it's really hard to beat. Again, Suspiria. Again, I hope y'all realize that for Suspiria and Inferno, at least, it's gonna be a lot of Argento dick sucking. So I hope you're all ready for that. True. But yeah, uh, but I also love Deep Red. Oh yeah, I love the Eno Morricone scores, like the one for Cats and Nine Tails. It's a little different, it's almost James Bondy ish at mm. times. I really like that one a lot too. Oh yeah, yeah. Drento, for the most part, the one thing he can consistently has is good scores. Yeah, very much so. So yeah, thank you, Carl. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Carl. <laughs> Tonight, you. You. <laughs> if anybody knows that reference, they're like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if I, I know it off the offhand. Uh, I'll tell you later. Oh. <laughs> Just remind me. Okay. <laughs> Next up is Pepper Chalk. Pepper Chalk. It's Pepper. It's Pepper. It's that British chocolate destroying bastard himself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I've been meaning to pick up a region free Blu ray Blu-ray player hmm. for a while, but Sound of Summer and the Blu-ray of Suspiria seventy seven mm-hmm. here having inaccurate and off colors maybe the last straw for picking one up. What films have you rewatched on a different format and had a completely different experience? I need to rewatch American American Psycho on a Blu-ray as the Netflix stream was ass quality, <laughs> but at last the version of uh, uh, Among Us Spiria I watched had the better color grade. Mm. Among Us Spiria. Among Us Spiria. <laughs> John trying to go with words to say there. Uh, watching on a different version, having a new experience with. Oh, oh 
lot. I mean, there's a couple, right? Mm. What's like, especially like back in the day when movies were not in the correct aspect ratio. Yeah, for sure. Like even on like DVD when the DVD first, you know, started becoming a thing, you're not getting a lot of the the correct aspect ratios you're no. supposed to have. No, like you're starting to see shit you never seen before. And yeah, like, you're like you actually see some shit. <laughs> yeah. Like we watched a movie like just literally just today. Mm. Uh, what was it called? Hell Trap. It was a. Uh, it's uh, Trompa Infernal, which is a uh, Hell's Trap. Yeah, and uh, like I, it's been a while since I watched a VHS transfer, mm. and I was like, man, this movie's actually pretty good, and it'd be a lot better if I could see some shit. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so dark. At yeah, times. that's definitely one. Like a lot of the movies I've seen, like stuff like Demon Wind mm. and uh, Spookies. A lot of stuff I saw first on VHS to like Blu-ray. Yeah, that went straight from VHS. To Blu-ray, mm-hmm. you know, you're having a new experience with it. Uh, Suspiria, honestly, I know we're talking about it a lot, but like, I got a chance to see the 4K transfer in theaters. Yeah, and like seeing it in that style was like, holy shit! Like this almost seems like a completely different fucking movie. What's well, like the original DVDs are kind of dark. They were kind of dark, yeah. And then when you know Synapse's Blu-ray dropped, it was like, holy fuck! Thriller, you know? Real Picture was another one for me. Yeah. Like getting to see that 4K transfer of it, dude. I, oh my god, I'll, I'll never forget. Like we compared transfers too, mm-hmm. just to see what the difference. And it, yeah, it was crazy. Um, the, 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 you know, there's, there's tons of fucking movies out there. Like when you see like a new transfer of them done, it's like wow, okay, yeah, like okay. Or like even something like it may be a little bit cheating, hmm. but something like uh, you know, the original DVD of My Bloody Valentine to the oh. uncut version of My Bloody Valentine. Being, yeah, holy shit, like it. Actually, like this movie is completely fucking different now. Yeah, like it goes from like a good slasher to a great slasher. You know, yes, one of the best slashers. Yeah, it goes from like it, it's a jump is insane. And sometimes like you have a different experience with things where it's like, ooh, I don't know if that holds up too well. Yeah, I had that experience with the uh, Blu-ray of Friday the, 13th, the original Friday Thirteenth, where I'm like, I still like it, but these effects are rough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the burning as well. Yeah, I uh. Again, speaking of like great transfers, I, I, I in September I think I watched Out of the Blue by uh, Dennis Hopper. That fucking transfer is gorgeous. It's insane. Synapse put their fucking no one Synapse. Severin. 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 That's who Severin. did it. Severin. 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 Yeah, Severin. Again, you know, I know it was you know with another company that mm. like helped them with you know even you know get the stuff they needed and shit for the release but that transfer is fucking gorgeous right yeah again recommendation for me <laughs> yeah the movie's amazing but yeah thank you Peppa for the yeah. question as always next up is Fawn's Bot Fawn's Bot I don't know why I'm doing other names like this it's probably cringe Probably. <laughs> you are given a shot at whatever strap from any wrestling company you oh, choose yeah. and will get put over Put over. Put over. On a big pay-per-view. You just have to take one of these moves. Okay. You ready? A headbutt from Shibata. Oh. Which, for context for our non-wrestling fans, Shibata at one point headbutted a man so hard he nearly killed himself. According to Dave Meltzer, had to have his brain <laughs> took out, which is not true. It's not Bring out that squishy little brain, just get a little sponge on it, yeah, clean yeah. it off, put it back in. Someone say Dave Meltzer got that fucking smooth brain, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong. You ever listen to Meltzer talk? Oh, Lord. Sounds like uh, us trying to talk about a movie that we cannot. Pro- I mean, I don't. don't f- Whatever. Damn, Meltzer didn't. 
Anyways. Well, I was trying to make fun of Meltzer, and uh, it didn't work. <laughs> a kick to the dome from Goldberg. I mean, that's career ending. Which, again, context for our non-wrestling fans, Goldberg uh, super kicked uh, <laughs> Bret Hart in the head and ended his career. <laughs> he kicked him into a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. He, I mean, he did, though. That's so fucked up. There's no proof that he kicked him into a stroke. That's what, that's what he fucking did Bret Hart says. I know, but Bret Hart says a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart does say a lot of he things. He did get post-concussion syndrome, which did end his career. Yes. <laughs> Or Owen Hart back from the dead to do a pile driver. Which do you pick? Scott Steiner will also put you on a in a Steiner recliner while shooting a twenty minute promo on you afterwards, just because. <laughs> just because. Okay. Um, he's gonna put you in the Steiner recliner. He's gonna pull back on it and go. And Ric Flair, you old fuck. <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> You old fuck. They got more got loose the, skin than a Sharpay puppy. <laughs> they should have brought in the original nature boy, Buddy, Buddy Rogers. Rogers. Now, I know Buddy Rogers' dead guy rest his soul as he just fucking cranks at you and does Steiner math. when you used your little brain <laughs> and you stole his name, there's one thing you couldn't steal. And that's class. Class. <laughs> oh, it's got Steiner. Backstabbing, butt-sucking... <laughs> <laughs> Out of all of these, though, I'm probably taking the headbutt. You taking the headbutt? Yeah. I'm going to take a pile driver from Owen because most of the time, 99.9% of the time, Owen pulled that off. Mm-hmm. It was just the one time he nearly killed Stone Cold. He <laughs> put him on his stack of dimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm taking the headbutt because Shibata's eating that one. Look at this man. <laughs> He's all fat ass. <laughs> fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love Scott Steiner. He's fat. <laughs> He's fat. Fucking, <laughs> they're sitting in the ring like the like Scott, no crowd. Scott, calm down, calm down, Scott, calm down. He's fat. <laughs> Samoa Joe is like, or no, 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 Smojo, Smojo. <laughs> Him and Samojo are sitting in the ring like they're supposed to be like doing the contract signing, and there's like no no, no one in the venue because like you know it's like oh after dark almost, and he's like he's fat. <laughs> so now we're taking on them Team 3D, a bunch of fat asses. Fat asses. Well, you gotta, do, you gotta, you know. <laughs> normally when you go one on one, you got a fifty percent chance. But you look at me, you look at Smojo. <laughs> <laughs> go look up if you've never like even you don't you don't have to be a wrestling fan. Just go watch. Just Scott, go watch Scott Steiner promos. Not that just one, the one. There's that one reason the other thing too. And like, the, <sighs> is it the cops kicking the door or something? Oh, I don't remember. No, it's someone kicks the door like Scott. We gotta talk. He's like, she told me she's 18. <laughs> Scott, no. Fucking <laughs> hey, dude. What the fuck is wrong with him? He's a maniac, dude. <laughs> Crazy but, uh, bastard. Yeah. Thank you, Fonzbot, for the question. Yes. Next up is Miller Attack. Miller Attack. Hey, hi, fellas. Love the podcast and look forward to each and every episode. Question about Halloween traditions. Here in Liverpool. Ooh. That's another Brit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, another, it's another British fellow. We have a thing called Mischief Night. Oh, I didn't mean, didn't mean to bur- pretty much enter the microphone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> or as sorcerers call it, Mizzy Night. Mm-hmm. This is a night before Halloween. The kids will go out about throwing eggs at houses, cars, and people. One se- on se- one several occasion, cars have been tor- turned over.
over. Oh my God. And house is set on fire. It's metal. <laughs> Holy shit. Wondered if you guys had anything similar. Keep up the great work and keep rocking in the free world. Keep on rocking in the free world. Mill kill. Liverpool. We did at one point. It's Miller time. Miller time. Well, I mean, like, there's a thing in, like, The Crow, right? Yeah. Devil's Knot. Yeah, Devil's Knot, yeah. Which is something similar, where it's like you go out and you just, you know, cause chaos. Yeah, it's not as much of a thing anymore, but... No. Around here, the big tradition was on Halloween itself, and it was toilet paper in people's houses. Well, people took the trick-or-treat thing uh, seriously. Yeah. Where it was like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I knock on the door, trick-or-treat, you don't give anything, I'll toilet paper your house. Toilet paper, yep. Or egg it. Yeah. <laughs> or you're, or you're my brother and you just egg the neighbor's house because you're an asshole. Because <laughs> you didn't like him. <laughs> he, 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 he fucking hated him. I, he took it to the extreme that, I don't know if we should say this on the air, but... He took yeah, it he don't live there no more. That's true. He took it to the extreme that one year and put that... <laughs> I don't know if we should bring that up. <laughs> He did take your whole ass rack and put it in the fucking mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm <a face> sound. <laughs> That's what I thought you going to bring up. I thought you were talking about him throwing the fucking, like, drinks out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's all because one time he called the house because he was like, he's driving that four-wheeler around. It's too loud. And he... <laughs> Stopped. Every Halloween, it was hell for that man. <laughs> he, it wasn't even on Halloween. It was every day. My, one Halloween, your brother, little, like, I'm not even exaggerating, <laughs> mummified this man's house <laughs> with toilet paper. Like There wasn't an inch of this man's yard that didn't have toilet paper in it. I ain't seen such sights in my life. They bought like packs. They had like... Industrial packs of toilet paper. They spent literally all night toilet paper in this man's house. There was a, the truck was completely surrounded. It, the whole place was mummified. Horrible. Oh, I don't condone it, but it was hilarious. No. I remember I was in the car with him one time, like we were just talking. Go, go to the house. There's that son of a bitch. No, like he passed it right. Yeah, and he was like, and he stopped the, the fucking car. I was like. What are you doing? He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> he literally backed up, rolled the window down, and took his like fucking like forty-four ounce drink he hadn't finished, and threw it at his truck, <laughs> and splattered all over the place, and then we went home. And also, to be fair, the guy was kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like we're not like saying this guy, you know, was an innocent man that got tortured. He was an asshole. <laughs> no, no one liked him. Well, there's that, and there's uh, again, I'm not gonna say anything. Probably shouldn't bring that up. <laughs> but there was definitely some things that were. Rumored, yeah, we'll yeah, say. Yeah. He was, he was. No one really liked him. He was, he was an asshole. He was the yeah. neighbor asshole. No one really liked him. But man, your brother, <laughs> whoo, he took things. Like he would always torture him. But then Halloween night was like, it, it, devil's not. Yeah, <laughs> sticking fucking dead animals and shit. Oh my god, stuck a fucking dead raccoon in his. <laughs> That's so fucked. It is. Fucked. That's very illegal. Too. Very illegal. <laughs> Statue limitations. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna know? You have to find him. You That's know? true. But uh, yeah, thank you, Miller Tech, for that question. <laughs> thank you. Oh, ne- next up is vomitectomy. Oh, I need a drink of water. 
Hi, guys. I recently premiered a short film I directed at a movie theater. Hell yeah. Mm. It is called Open Graves. I starred in it as, a, as the teenage grave robber. I tried to hold back some of the gore and extreme scenes and leave it to the audience's imagination, but I did make the uh, corpse you see in the film. I was wondering if you had any difficulty shooting your own short films. <laughs> Thank you so much, and have a happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, one short that is going to be on the collection in particular. Yeah. It's called Vengeance the Pumpkin, which is, uh, I don't know why Matt thinks it's good. It's fucking hilarious. It's horrible in every shape of the imaginable. It's well, here's the, th- here's the thing about it, right? It- it'll be explained on the disc, but the whole like whole plot is a Walking Dead party. Yeah, because I was upset about how, like, how much the Walking Dead people were charging at cons. Not, not just that, but it was su- super popular. Yeah. Or it was starting to grow in popular. This is before peak. Like, you gotta think, this is around the time where, like, conventions were bringing in the walking dead people and like zombie number three was like not just that but it's like like these cons were like going awry yeah like people were passing out in the lines because of the weight and shit and like these cons couldn't handle the fucking like you know the amount of people that were coming in for the walking dead people like they were like they were fucking like disasters Mm -hmm. and it was like this is so stupid yeah and then I was a bitter young man at the time mm-hmm. and made a stupid, horrible fucking short film based on it. <laughs> but uh, there's awful effects. But we spent a long, and I'm, when I say long, I mean a long time working on this one effect. It was a pair of legs where the crotch was cut out. Yeah. And a scythe that's supposed to go up underneath the legs, slit, blood's supposed to come out, and balls are going to drop out. Yeah. Right? That was the gag. The balls were going to come out. We spent a long time working on it, and we spent, God, a couple hours setting it up, Mm -hmm. getting it ready. Action. The scythe wasn't actually supposed to cut it. Yeah. We knew that was not a thing, but it was like, you know, basically you let go, blood comes out, balls come out, right? Yeah. Action. (laughs) Blood trickles down the pant leg balls can't be seen <laughs> cut that's our one take of it yeah it's fucked it's fucked it's done the, yeah. the big effect of the movie is just ruined it doesn't work so all we could do was just drop the balls out the crotch for a take and it looks god it looks so bad <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like John, like again John was like man I don't I don't know if I, we should release this and stuff like that and then I remember he was fully into doing it, and then we watched him. What? No, 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 no. It was like afterwards, like like you were fully into doing it afterwards. After we watched Shark Exorcist and how bad that fucking shit was, <laughs> I was also still like, it's got to go to charity. I can't charge people <laughs> yeah. and make money off of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was bad. Uh, and the last short I ever made, um, spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah. Which again was just kind of this dumb ideal that I had that was supposed to like be a silly, goofy thing that escalates in insanity. And we shot a couple nights on it. Yeah. And I just was not happy with the way things were looking or going. And the camera like fucked up too. Yeah. Like the footage was super fucked up looking and we could not figure out why. Yeah. And so I kind of abandoned it and went back and cut what we had together. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. yeah. That's some of my short film lore yeah 
I was shooting a music video too uh, in the recent years. Yeah. We did this shot where we had this guy holding a monocle to his eye and it like zoomed his eye in and it looked really cool. And we tried to recreate that shot for another mm. scene and could not get it to work. So it was one take. Yeah. I don't know why it worked that one take, but we could not recreate it. That's we crazy. tried the, every, we tried moving lighting every which direction, moving the camera which direction. Just could not get it to work. Wild. Yeah. So there's a few for you. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you, Vomitectomy. There it is. Keep up the work on the short films. It's fun. Yes. Uh, I, I would like to make something eventually. But I, I got some ideas. Yeah, I've got ideas, too, for a bunch of shit. Too much shit, to be honest. Next up, we have More Horrific Horrors, mm. who asks, why does no one love me? I don't know what to tell you. I don't tell you, man. I mean, you're in this We love you. Yeah, we love you. Someone loves you. Yeah. Thank you, hope it, more. <laughs> That's it. I mean, what else? Yeah, more well, um, I hope you're all right. <laughs> yeah. Hang in there. Hang, hang in there, bud. Next up is Shrimp Doll. Shrimp Doll. Oh, and a little war with a little shrimp doll. I don't know why we do that. But it's funny. Sure. Shrimp Doll asks, somewhat regarding the topic of the episode, what is your favorite Italian film? Oh my Besides God. artsy stuff like Fellini, Eight and a Half, which I've actually never even seen. Yeah. <laughs> you have it, but I adore Blood and Black Lace and Solo or the 120 Days of Sodom. I forgot that was Italian, actually, but Pierre Pasolini. Yeah, Pierre Paolo Pasolini. Yeah, um, which great choice is Shrimp Doll. I love Blood and Black Lace and Solo. Yeah, um, I feel like my favorite is probably The Beyond. The Beyond. Yeah. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust is probably my go-to, mm-hmm. but I was thinking I actually read this question. I was like, I don't really just want to say the same two movies we always yeah. say and just move on with it, you know? Yeah. So like, I thought of like, what's one that I really love that people don't really talk about a lot? Mm. I think it has gained a little traction, but if you like Jalos, what have you done to Solange? Yeah. Oh, Spooky just came as fucking pain. I know. I know Spooky loves that movie, and that's one of those like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, yeah, <laughs> Mega Powers yeah. moments because that movie is <laughs> in fucking incredible. Yeah. Did you hear that? No, it was like, like <laughs> begging for mercy. Also, um, uh, come on, brain, come on, brain, think come of things. Brain. Uh, uh, w- uh, your vice, your vice oh, is locked yeah, room yeah. only I have the key. Long title is uh, fucking amazing. That's Sergio Martino, Sergio Martino, which in general, his films are really good, like Torso, yeah, great shit. Yeah, what it, also, I really like uh, the Red Queen kills seven times, uh, not. I don't remember if it's Giallo or not. It's been a while since I've seen it, but Spasmo. Spasmo. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. Uh, the Big Racket, if you want some Italian action. Mm, yeah. I love that fucking movie. Uh, what, what was the one movie we watched? I don't remember if it's Italian or not. It was not dubbed. It was in one of those Vinegar Syndrome box sets. See, some of those are not Italian. Yeah. Some of them are Spanish. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. But I don't know which ones are which. <clears throat> yeah, I had to look, but... Yeah, there's there's all kinds of great fucking so Italian, movies. Italian movies. Uh, but yeah, what have you done to Solange? I like that one, the, the biggest recommendation. Uh, Lizard in a Woman's Skin. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to even think of because there's so many good talent. Like we watched Beyond the Darkness. That one's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Cemetery Man. Cemetery Man. 
<clears throat> Solo. Solo, yeah. Solo's incredible. Oh, yeah. And if you want to get into like, some, some Western stuff. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, we didn't even think about the fucking like, spaghetti Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, For the Apocalypse. If you want to see like a really depressing Lucio Fulci Western. It's Fulci's take on a Western. Yeah, and yeah. it's sad and depressing. <laughs> oh, what was the name of, that one? name of the one? It's Umberto Lindsay. Oh, Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. Live Like a Cop, yeah. Die Like a Man. That's a great Plesioteca film. Bastard. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to watch that to know what I'm talking about. But, but my favorite is probably like Camp Holocaust or Beyond. Yeah. Beyond is legit one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it's one of those movies that grew on me so much after every time. I, like, every time I've watched it, I'm just like, yeah. And honestly, like, a genre of films that I'm like, not super familiar with, yeah. like, I need to educate myself more on, is like gothic Italian cinema. Yeah, which of course, like, we've seen a lot of the Mario Bava, Bava stuff. Bava stuff, yeah, exactly. Damn. Make me sick? Oh. Bastard. <laughs> um, of course, like there's even some like shot on video stuff too from Italy. Yeah, there is. There's uh, was it Psychopathics, mm-hmm. which has like if I'm not mistaken, it has like some directors from Italy in it and Linnea Quigley for That's some weird. fucking reason. That's weird. Linnea Quigley's career is insane. Oh yeah, she's in everything. Oh my god, like just go through her fucking letterbox and IMDb. Like, she's in all kinds of shit from, like, weird softcore fucking bondage films to, like, fucking weird shot on video movies. It's it's insane. But we're not talking about Lynette Quigley. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of fucking amazing fucking Italian films out there, man. Yeah. Like, Italian, like, ranges so much, too, from, like, classy and yeah. incredible and, like, cinematic, like, um, like, the most cinematic shit imaginable yeah. to some of the trashiest, oh. cheesiest shit stuff you've ever seen it just ranges in like quality it's so amazing it's like I'm pre- again I'm pretty sure we watched this uh, um at least I remember watching it I could be wrong it could be some some other movie but fucking was it Nightmare City mm, that yeah. one's kind of trashy Umberto Lindsay yeah of course Brumate like there's like I don't know it's so good like from like the Italian like horror to the Plesioteca to the dramas like there's so much good shit oh yeah out of Italy the thing is with Italy too, like before we move on, is like even their like trashy movies, like stuff like Bruno and Claudio, are so fucking fun. Yeah. So yeah, just just go look around and again you have a ball. And then you got guys like Necro uh, Necro Store. Oh yeah, which that Italy. Yeah, absolutely. An old Domo. <laughs> <laughs> old Domo. But uh. Thank you, Shrimp Doll. Shrimp Doll. Born in the little world with a little shrimp doll. Shrimp Doll. And last but certainly not least, we have Gumby Couch. <laughs> wait, wait, is that the name again? Gumby Couch. Gumby Couch. Oh, yeah. That's a good name. <laughs> That's a good name. Hey, y'all. <laughs> What's up? What's a scene from a film where it was a serious situation, but rather than it being a shock or a sad moment, you laughed out loud and everyone stared at you and thought you were a piece of shit for it? Mine personally is hereditary with the phone pole. Those damn clicks finally ended. (laughs) Damn, fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, It's not mine, but it's a story I'll tell. Oh. (laughs) Uh, We went and seen... uh, House Thousand Corpses. Not me, by the way. No, this was, was my, my this was with my sister. Uh, this is when it first came out, and uh, I won't even say the scene is necessarily serious because I do think it is goofy. Yeah, but it is played for shock value, right? Oh You're yeah. Supposed to be like, whoa! And uh, we're in a theater. 
it wasn't packed, but there was there was people. And uh, I was with my sister, and we're watching it. And it gets to the part where Otis is got the girl tied up, right? And she's like, "Where's my boyfriend?" Or whatever his name is. Mm. And he's like, "Oh, you want to see him? Well, here he is, Fish Boy." Oh. And again, it is it's silly. Yeah. But it's meant to be like, <gasps> you know, like a shock. Yeah, oh, my like, God, oh my look God, look what they've done to him. Yeah. Right? To which my sister goes, <laughs> <laughs> and the people in front of us whipped around <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> like what monsters <laughs> uh, I wanted to sink under my chair at that moment oh fuck <laughs> what monsters again we'll talk about it later but <laughs> was that meant to be serious what that scene you're talking about <laughs> what are you talking about no about the fucking mother of tears yeah Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh, that just played to be serious, John. I know, but it's just this the way it's done. There's just no way. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. But oh my god, <laughs> fucking! I have a dark sense of humor, anyways. Oh yeah. So like a lot of times we'll be watching things that are fucked up, and I'm like, I'll crack a joke and fucking do some dumb shit. I'm sure I've watched movies with my mom, who also has a dark sense of humor, and something that like horrifies her happens, and I'm just fucking laughing my ass off. She's like, ah, it's horrible. I'm trying to think of like a uh, an example of it. Um, I don't know if I can come up with anything off the top of my head other than that, which is not even me. There's definitely been times like where where we're watching something and something happens and we'll like like one of us will laugh and it's like wow, dude. Yeah, I, we could get into some like some real piece of shit territory. <sighs> there was definitely a couple scenes and <laughs> traces of death. Oh my god! That I laughed and you're like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, look, I'm not saying it's not horrible and sad and fucked up, but like just the the way it's done in that fucking I can't help it. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Like death metal playing, and then some guy fucking jumps out of a building, hits the ground hard as shit. I'm sorry, and this is going to be horrible, and it might get us canceled. <laughs> it might get us canceled. I don't know. We're not pieces of shit. I promise. No, I promise. But me and John both laughed. You can't help it. Like, oh my god! Like, I remember one time I got drunk with a friend, and we watched one of the traces. <laughs> I don't enjoy them. I don't like them. No, but it is funny. It's like one of those things. It's meant to be too. You're meant like it, the way it's done. It's meant to make you giggle. I think. Yeah. You know, it's so ridiculous. But yeah, I don't condone it. It's one of those things where you like that topic before we dig a hole deep. Oh yeah. Also, like the traces set right. It's mm-hmm. like it's one of those things where I. It's like oh, I own that. Oh, isn't that crazy, right? But there is a part of me that's like, if it was not signed to me, I'd probably sell it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um. I'm not really uh, one into more. that shit. And, but it's a see, I'm not 100% sure if it's supposed to be funny or not. Mm. <laughs> In Henry Portrait of a Sewer Killer. Oh, yeah. Where they bash the TV over the guy's head. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Otis, plug it in. <laughs> 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 plug it in. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but it's really funny. <laughs> well, again, like, me and you, like, talked about this, like, Child's Play, right? Yeah. Is Child's Play supposed to be funny at times? I think so. Because, like, when when she, like, I feel like it's definitely played a little bit for shock value when she's like, talk to me, goddamn you. Yeah. And she's like, you, you stupid me. fucking bitch. <laughs> There's no way it's not made to be funny. I <laughs> if it's not, then I'll laugh every fucking time I know, see that too. scene. Also, a secondary question. I oh. own the VHS box set of Traces of Death. <laughs> not the anniversary. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Any way to tell if it's original or bootleg. Ooh. Got it off a buddy who acquired it when we were teens in the early 2000s. Also, Butter Gang for life. Hell yeah. Oof. I mean, that's hard. Uh, I mean... 
the best thing to do is go Google yeah. images of uh, uh, that box set. Yeah. And just kind of try to compare. Yes. And outside of that, I would recommend um, seeking out people who are more knowledgeable about yeah. that stuff than I am. Another thing, too, is, like, when you look at the tapes, if there is, like, there, like with the most VHS tapes, there's, like, a chip when, you know, you put it in, you can, like, record stuff onto it. Mm-hmm. That's gone. Usually that means it's kind of like a factory thing where it's like, oh, you can't record can't over record it. Can't record over it, yeah. So if that's kind of gone. That's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, this it's might probably be legit. Official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the best thing to do is just to Google and look yeah. and to make sure that that edition exists and it looks exactly like yours. Yeah. Because, like, there, 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 again, it exists. It definitely exists. There's always ways to tell because, yeah. like, you know, usually there's, like, pretty telling signs that something's a bootleg. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, you just you got it when you're teens too, in the early two thousands. Yeah, it's gonna be a little hard to reproduce. Yeah, back then. But uh, yeah. Thank you, Gumby Couch, for the question as always. Yes. And uh, that's it. Yeah. And if you want to join these listeners, you can. How do you do that, Matt? You can message us. You don't know how to do this. Nope. I ask me the question. What? Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with a scurvy pirate? What do you do? Uh, why, if you want to, why, write into the show. Why can't us? Why can't? <gasps> why can't us, Matt? Uh, we've watched 90 movies this month. <laughs> <laughs> Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can wait to the week of the episode where you are a mostly bi-weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll post a little image with dancing skeletons that it's red and says we are taking questions. You can ask in the comment section B. Low. Yes. I don't know why you asked me that. I, do I don't know. I messed up. Shit. I messed up. I didn't think. I was trying to pose a question and it didn't work, man. I'm not good at throwing transitions. Well, I mean, you just did one pretty well. Fuck you. Wow. Podcast's wow. over. Oh, well. Anyways. It ended once before. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. Probably get some food. Yeah, probably get some food and we'll be back. We're going to talk about. The Three Mothers. The Three Mothers. Mata Suspirium. Mata Tinnabirum. Mata Lacamirum. John flexing on people. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing. I can't pronounce English names. That's uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back here on Sick on Cinema. Cinema. Fort Nugget. What? <laughs> what? 20th Century Fox presents Phantom of the Paradise, a gothic horror story. <laughs> What was that? A beautiful love story. A cinematic odyssey through the rock universe. From Greece to glitter and beyond. The story of a sound. The man who created it. The girl who sang it. The monster who stole it. And the phantom who haunts the paradise. The ultimate rock palace. Phantom of the Paradise. My music is for Phoenix. Only she can sing it. Anyone else that tries, dies. Phoenix. Phoenix. Well, you told me one time that you'd be somebody, that you weren't working just to survive. B. Snow! Whoa! 
man, you better get yourself a castrato for this. Paul Williams as Swan. And the angels that defeated them. I want you to stop terrorizing the paradise and rewrite your cantata. And the Phantom. Of the paradise. There really is the Phantom, 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 Phantom. And we're back here on Sing on Cinema. We had some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, went, we went and had some dinner. Had some dinner. Had some grilled cheese and chicken noodle soup. It's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good, yeah. I eat Twizzler. You did, right before we got on the air. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I need to quit talking like that. We had some dinner. Have some dinner. Come on over, boys. Get you some dinner. <laughs> Come on, boys. Can we get you some dinner? Get you some dinner. Get some dinner. Your mom's made slop again. <laughs> She's made slop again. Come on. Get your dinner. Come get your dinner. Come get your goddamn dinner. <laughs> if I got to tell you one more goddamn time, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> But day, day one more time, I'll let Uncle Le- Leroy deal with you. Oh. You don't know what, you know what Uncle Leroy does Man, to you. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. We're back. We're here to talk about the three mothers. Yep, 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 yep. The Dario Argento trilogy. Yes. I would say distinctly kind of loose trilogy. Loose, but does have a lore. Do you want to get into that lore before we get into the movies? You go ahead, because uh, you know the lore way better than I do. I've looked into it. Yeah. However, you know. I read one article and, you know, will my brain remember? I don't know. Hang on. Yeah. Is that picked up? I don't know. Maybe. Let me get the headphones on. Did you hear it? Uh, don't worry about it. Anyways. So what we got here, we have the three mothers. <laughs> yes. The three mothers. We start with Mater, Mater Suspirium, mm-hmm. which is the oldest of the three. She's also known as the Black Queen. Mm-hmm. The mother of Saz, as well as Helena Marcos. Yes. And her home was built in Freiburg, Germany. Mm-hmm. We also have Mutter Tinebarum, which is the mother of darkness. Uh, she doesn't have a name, she's the mother of darkness. And uh, she is the cruelest of the three. Yeah. And then we have Mutter Lacamirum, aka the mother of tears. Yeah. Whose home was built in Rome, Italy. And she is the youngest and most beautiful of the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically the three mothers. They're like the uh, the founders of black magic. You know, the mothers of all witchcraft kind yeah. of thing. Uh, and yeah, I mean that's kind of the lore you get from the films. You know. Yes, yes, yes. But we're gonna we're gonna jump in. Yes, jump on in. Jump on in with 1977's mm-hmm. absolute classic. Yes. Suspiria. Now, it feels weird talking about this, doesn't it? It does feel weird talking about this. I mean, what can we add to this that other people haven't? Nothing. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> we appreciate y'all listening. Um, don't know what we're doing next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It does feel weird to be like, all right, here's the plot of Suspiria. Well, go ahead, John. Well, Susie Bannon is a dancer, and she's going to Freiburg, Germany to... Uh, um, go to a prestigious dancing school. The night she gets there, oh, uh, a girl runs from the uh, the school. <laughs> She's privy to a little bit of their conversation, but not a lot. And uh, the girl on the other line won't let her in the building, so she has to go to, to a hotel. 
The girl who runs from the building that same night is horrifically murdered. Brutally. By being stabbed so many times in the chest that her chest opens up and her heart is exposed and she's stabbed directly into the heart a couple times. Directly. She is then hung through a stained glass window and the glass shatters and rains down to her friend, killing her as well. Yep. And one of the greatest openings in horror history. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, again... Like, talking about this does feel odd, because this movie is so well-known. Yeah. I'm not done with the plot, though. Oh, yeah, you keep going. <laughs> That's not the movie. Yeah. Eventually, Susie ends up at the Dance Academy, and the longer she stays there, strange things begin to occur, including her getting sick. Ultimately, she and her neighbor, Sarah, uh, begin to uh, figure out a plot that maybe this school is run by witches. Witch. And that's the plot of Suspiria. Yes. Which um, is loose. It is a loose plot because there's a lot lot of shit that happens. Yeah. And a lot of it's fucking batshit insane. Yeah. It, 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 a lot of times when I watch Suspiria, though I do think this is an absolute masterpiece, mm-hmm. one of the greatest horror films ever made, there is times watching Suspiria where I'm like, it feel like Argento forgot about the plot to like the last 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I gotta get the witches thing back in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot, it's a visual fest. Yeah, it is definitely like, you know, people like to use style over substance. I don't really love that term because it seems like an insult. Yeah. But Argento is all style. And yeah. like, the kills don't necessarily move the story forward that much. Mm-hmm. Um, other than like one of them yeah but yeah you know this film the ultimate thing you can talk about this film is that it is beautiful gorgeous yeah it, it feels like a hauntingly dark fairy tale with the way the lighting is done and we talked about this the other day um, Jessica Harper yeah who plays Susie is probably the most underrated like actor horror actress of this era yeah Scream Queen if you will yeah, yeah. Uh, you know she's in this Fan of the Paradise, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Life at last. Invitations <laughs> from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry. She's in the Evictors. You know, she uh, she she has this look too, where she seems so sweet and innocent. Yeah, you know, she's something out of like a fairy tale, like a Snow White almost, if you will. Yeah, I would even say like Suspiria itself is almost fairy tale ish. Oh, absolutely. Where. I mean, just in its, like, feel, right? Where everything that happens feels like it's in a different world from mm-hmm. the one we currently inhabit. <laughs> and it makes sense, too, because it's like, you know, the whole thing is, like, Susie's in another country. Mm-hmm. She's kind of isolated from, you know, her her home. Yeah. You know, because she's in a completely different country. And then she has to deal with these, like, strange supernatural occurrences. Yeah. And the customs of the people, like, you know... It's um, uh, my brain just went dead. Oh wow, Suspiria. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> That's I know, what you're doing. Yeah. Movie we were talking about. Yeah, we're talking about Suspiria, but I don't know what just happened. My brain just like fraud. I don't know, dude. Which I'm actually I'm actually a robot. Oh, I had to plug you back in. Got any batteries? Goes up yes. <laughs> Battery goes up yes. Battery goes up yes. Left. We're not, we're not qualified to talk about. <laughs> You're not going to get like a scholarly analytical look at oh, it. Oh, fuck no. Not for I us. can tell you the movie's fucking great. Yeah, the movie is an absolute fucking masterpiece. Um, I mean, I feel like that kind of goes without saying. Everything combines so perfectly to create it, too, where it's like the music, hmm, the cast, the locations, the, the lighting. Everything is so perfectly meld together that it creates this audiovisual, like, hallucinatory experience. Yeah, the, the cinematography as well. Mm-hmm. Some of the best uh, Argento's ever done. Yeah. And that guy uses a crane like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, even, like, even the stuff from his later career he does, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but... Uh, 
yeah, like Suspiria itself is just, I don't know. It's one of those movies that really, um, is, is, I just don't know if it can be replicated. No. I mean, I've not seen the remake. I've actually heard the remake is good. Yeah, for the remake is good. But I guarantee it doesn't feel like this movie. No. I mean, how, I mean, how could it, though? Mm-hmm. It just it feels like one of those movies that comes out once every, you know, well, for in this time period, it was like almost fucking every year it felt like. Mm. That movies came out and it was just like holy fuck, you yeah. know. Well, and it's like you know the movie is like a nightmare. Yeah. Like when people are sitting there and like, like every once in a while I'll have a viewing of a movie like this or the Beyond. Where I'm like, you know, it really actually doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't matter because the the movie plays in such nightmare logic that like when something happens, like a girl falls into a fucking room of wire. Yeah. You know, everyone always says barbed wire, but it's not barbed wire. It's just kind of wire. Yeah. yeah. Um. It makes sense because it's like, oh yeah, this is a fucking nightmare world. Yeah, of course, it's just a room filled with fucking wire. Why would there not be? It's like I, f- I definitely feel like the first two in the Mother's trilogy are in a different planet completely, almost. Mm-hmm. Because like, I don't. The atmospheres both movies capture are just crazy. Like you know, you only get out of the school a couple times in Suspiria. Like what, three times? Yeah, like like it's, like it's like three times. Yeah. So it feels very isolated too. Yeah. You know, and like it's very isolated and almost claustrophobic, but it's it's also grand. It's huge because the school is fucking enormous. Mm-hmm. So it feels like the corridors go forever. Like of course, there's like hidden rooms and shit. Yeah, like passageways and shit. Yeah. And of course, the end of this movie's. <laughs> yeah, the opening fucked. and ending is are both fucking wild. Yeah, has some of the coolest fucking imagery at the end too. Like one of my favorite moments in the Argento movie is always like, "What inside behind that door is hell." Yeah, it's death. And then when the door opens up, it's the girl with the slit throat. Yeah, so fucking cool. It's like her eyes. Her eyes are all fucked up too. Mm-hmm. And she has like the fucking knife and like comes after her and, fucking like, blood drips out of her mouth when the door. Yeah, opens. It's such a good fucking scene. Yeah, it's so good. And like. The facial expressions of Jessica Harper in this are fucking crazy too. Yeah, because like, like I said, she's very like she comes off as like a not necessarily I don't know if naive is the correct uh, way to put it, but like an innocent yeah. victim of these circumstances, right? Yeah, I mean her character is like she's very only much. in this because when she got there, that girl was running out and she heard something. Yeah, like if she never said she heard secret iris, hmm. none of this may have ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> like if she just didn't show up to the school. That you know nothing would have nothing would have happened, mm-hmm. but it's almost felt like it was destined for her to be there. The the main like, I guess Dean hmm. of the dance academy, the main girl. Yeah, I will say I think her performance is always every time I watch this, her performance is so strange, very strange. Like it feels stilted. I think it does feel that way, but I don't know how intentional that is. Like it feels like she has no range of emotions. Like when her yeah. character's supposed to be mad. Or inquisitive mm-hmm. or anything. It always is the same register. <laughs> yeah. Which I always thought was strange, but it works. So, because yeah. it's like, you know, again, this movie's so fucking weird. Well, it's like a movie like, you know, one that we've talked about before, like The Beyond. The Beyond is a movie that, when you really break it down, does not make a lot of fucking sense. No, absolutely not. But it works. Yeah. And why it works, I don't know. It's an experience. Yeah, it's this is Suspiria is definitely an experience, but it definitely has a little more stories. It's like you can, for like, you. I know people who don't like Suspiria. Yeah, you know, we know we have a really good friend who does not like it. Yeah, uh, he doesn't say hate it; he just doesn't care for it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it does come down to like once you start, like if you do try to nitpick every little mm. detail of the film and all the little plot points, there comes a point where it is like, yeah, I don't know if this movie actually 
makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, as far as the plot goes, like, there's a lot of conveniences and stuff like that. But, like, if you just look at it for as a whole and as a whole experience instead of, like, piece by piece by piece by piece, it's such a grand, engrossing experience that, mm. for me, personally, works on every level. Yeah, it does. Um, and, like, even, like, the, you know, the dialogue and stuff and the story you get is good and captivating. But that's not necessarily why you're here. Mm-hmm. You're here to experience... You know, visuals unlike any other, and you're here to, you know, experience just the fucking madness of this movie. So, like, I've gotten to see Suspiria in a theater twice. Yeah. Once was the 4K restoration, mm-hmm. and one was with Claudio Simonetti. Yeah. And more, and so in the 4K one than the Claudio Simonetti one, I noticed that, like, the way the music, because, like, you know, of course, the Bijou Theater is, like, a, is a great theater yeah. for musical performances, but, like, a movie theater, mm-hmm. the, what I saw the first time was better. Yeah. Just because you had the surround sound and everything. Yeah. And, like, the way the like the music swirls around mm. you and like it's so hypnotic. <laughs> the sound design of the film is just brilliant. Like it, you know, it's coming from every direction and it's yeah. just swirling. Like I said, it swirls around you and like encompasses you in this like claustrophobic feeling. <laughs> yeah, and like some something that was very interesting too. And honestly, like I, I felt like the like the way we experienced you know the drive-in recently. It's kind of like how I want to have a setup, have the sound be behind me. Yeah, you gotta get that Dolby. Was it DTS? Yeah, the <laughs> sound bar. Yeah, yeah. I need, I need, I need that. I need, yeah. my, I need that in my life. Yeah, I mean, what else does it say about Suspiria? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it's an absolute masterpiece. Like, it's I'm just. The, I'm sorry. It's one of the greatest horror films ever made. Like, I'm just trying to like think about what to add to the conversation, and there's not much to add for us because there's video essays about this, literal essays written on this. Yeah. I'm sure someone, someone out, some mad person out there has written a book about it. Oh, for sure. You know, a full fucking, you know. And, and it works there, too, because things are just vague enough yeah. that you can project anything onto it. Yeah, absolutely. Any social commentary, anything onto it, you could find it in Suspiria. I don't, I don't know if this movie is, you know, one that has... For me personally, anyway, like a ton of just like social commentary. No, but I'm saying you could find it in there because everything is so vague with yeah, you know the way it in the way it plays out. It is a movie that's that presents you, you know, all these things, and it does have you make up your own opinion on what the movie is. Mm-hmm. And um, and I can I can definitely understand why some people wouldn't like it. I get it. I get why anybody wouldn't like any of these movies. Yeah, but at the same time, it is like you just have to. I don't know, experience it. With Italian films in general, a lot of times there's a lot of, like, you just kind of have to go with it. Yeah. You know, there's going to be things about it that aren't typical. Yeah. And normal, like like in, like, Western cinema, yeah. for instance, um, that you just kind of have to accept, you know? Yeah. That these guys were far more interested in, like, their visual storytelling than they were their, like, narratively storytelling, you know? <laughs> well, again, like, I'm sure, like, you can look through history and see, like, some kind of reasoning for that, right? But at the same time, it, it, I don't know. When you look at like American cinema, for example, American cinema is very story driven usually. Yeah. Like I'd say even Japan's even more so sometimes. Mm, yeah, I agree with that. Sometimes. There's, there's definitely a lot of like avant garde cinema that's come out of Japan. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll say Italian cinema very much, as you said, relies in some movies even like strictly on its visuals. Mm. I would say Beyond the Beyond is very much a movie like that. Yeah, agreed. Where it's like, yeah, these things are happening. Here's sort of why, but eh, 
here you go. Yeah. Experience it. I don't know. I do love movies like that where it is like, you know, you, you get to experience just a little bit of the vision someone has. Yeah. Like, we're talking about, you know, movies and, um, you know, the, the, their storytelling. I'd say it's even like South Korea probably has. It's very story driven, usually, I'd say, too. True. Like something like Old Boy and mm-hmm. something that are almost strictly, <laughs> you know. Not not to the hamper of the visuals or anything. I'd say to an extent, because I feel like those directors are visually fantastic. Oh, like yeah, this. yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm digging myself in a hole. I don't know. <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that because this is a podcast. Well, I'll shut up about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel like someone's listening and just like, shut the fuck up. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm not a film scholar, guys. You're a goofy goober. I am a goober. He's a goofy over, yeah. Like, when we do talk about movies, you know, like this, and, like, it is almost hard for me because, I like, usually I riff on movies, but this is just a movie, like, it's hard to just, like, riff on and joke about because there's not really anything to joke about. Inferno, there's some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mother Tears. Now, that... Mother Tears is my bag when it comes to, <laughs> to me being on the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like people just like to hear our opinions on movies. It's not like we're, we're here to. They don't. I don't think they care about us analyzing it. They just want to hear what we no. think about it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I try to do is just tell like things I like and dislike about a movie. Yeah, um, I definitely do think that you know, like at least I personally don't know like how much I can add to certain conversations. When it comes to about movies, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's fucking good. You well, I know? need you to add stuff because well, yeah, I, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to do that, but I like, I'm more of a riff type person, I guess, when it comes to movies. Where I'm like, yeah, isn't that fucking wild? Hmm. I don't know. Dinner, uh, I need to shut the fuck up. I need to shut the fuck up. You, 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 go move on, move on. Well, move that on. was Suspiria, uh, <laughs> one of the greatest horror films ever made, and the shittiest conversation about it ever. And if you if you've never seen it, then yeah. Do yourself a favor and check it out. I need to hang myself with this fucking mic cord. <laughs> so next up, we fast forward to 1980. Yeah. Just, what, three years? Everyone heard that live on air, me trying to figure out using my fingers. <laughs> you didn't have to tap the desk. Well, but you know. I'm getting congested, man. It's getting hard. Oh, no, we got to we hurry. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> uh, anyways, this is Inferno. Matratinibarum. Inferno is wild. It is fucking wild, yeah. Um, like even more so in Suspiria in some ways. Like the visuals are <laughs> definitely like, just outlandish at times. <laughs> yeah. This movie has one of the most inexplicable scenes I've ever seen in we'll a movie. We'll get there. But <laughs> we'll get there. So this one, we have a girl who begins to believe that her apartment building, well, is a gateway to evil. Gateway to yeah. She begins to study on the three mothers and believes that Mother Tinderbottom yeah. may be the one inhabiting this place and much like the other mothers, wherever they go, chaos reigns. This is the first one where the, a book is actually introduced. Yes, yeah. They do speak on the three mothers a little in Suspiria, but this is the first one that really applies the lore yeah. of the three mothers. It's like what the, you know, the first one we have Udo Kier talking to uh Jessica Harper's character, I can't yeah. remember her name. Susie. Susie. And then they essentially talk about like um, what the three mothers are. Mm-hmm. This is where the lore is a little more expanded on. Yeah, it's fleshed out a little bit more in this one. Where I'd say even Mother of Tears goes full out yeah. on the story. Maybe a little too much. We'll get into that. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So she uh, sends a letter to her brother who is stu- studying music in Rome. 
Um, which leads to the first scene where it's like, what the fuck's this guy do with anything? Where he's like <laughs> yeah. listening to this music in his music class. Yeah. He's, he's, that's what he's studying his music. Yeah. And uh, he sees this girl with a white cat. And like he looks up and like the light like shines directly on her. And like wind starts blowing. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. And he like looks down, looks back up, closer in on her. And then she's gone. And. Well, that's it. She doesn't ever show back up in the movie. Nope. And that really has no bearing on the rest of the film. <laughs> it's cool visual. Yeah. But what that has to do with anything, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something. It's something. There's a lot of cats in this movie, too. There is a lot of cats in this one. Yeah, and there's definitely some stuff that's going to make a, a, some people, you know, be like, oh, it's not great. They didn't really harm any cats, I would say. They definitely do a haunted Turkish bathhouse by just hurling cats. They do people. hurl cats around, which is a little unfortunate, but... <laughs> I mean, most of time, cats land on their feet. Yeah. So, anyway. So, she sends a letter to her brother. Like someone's not happy about me saying that, but... <laughs> so we're like, not justifying the animal abuse. <laughs> no, we're just no. That they don't kill any animals in this. I need, I need some slack here, brother. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> Get, it around, <laughs> Get it around my toes, damn it. <laughs> Anyways, so she sends a letter to her brother. She sends a letter this to her brother. This is a disaster. <laughs> this show's going off the rails. What's happened? I exist. <laughs> so she sends a letter to her brother. <laughs> oh, no. Send it over. Yeah, so, you know, he gets the letter and he's, uh, first of all, this girl is fucking... Like the girl that sits next to him in class steals the fucking leather for some reason. Yeah. And then she begins to study about the three brothers and then she <laughs> gets fucking killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which again is like, I don't know why that needed to be in the movie, but hey, cool. Find it. <laughs> it feels like almost everyone but him who studies on the three brothers gets burnt. <laughs> yeah. Because so, there's like two other situations of that happening, is there not? Basically, yeah. <laughs> it was like, fuck, well, they're so dead. So he eventually does get the letter from his sister and travels to New York to see what's going on. And to find his sister. Mm. And uh, as he is there as well, he begins to find out that, yes, this apartment is one of the buildings created for one of the three mothers, Mother Tindabarum. Yes. Which, um, in the lore, she's like the most ferocious of them all. Yeah, she's the cruelest of them all. Yeah. She's death. Death. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Almost like almost like a, a four horseman type bit. Not the WCW one either. <laughs> But yeah, like as I was breaking it down, like I was like, well, that scene doesn't really have any bearing on the movie. Yeah. Well, that scene doesn't really have any bearing yeah. on the movie. Well, that don't really matter at all either. Yeah. <laughs> so, what does have bearing on the movie? Who knows? The last movie. half of the film. <laughs> the last half of the film. When the yeah. brother gets there, and even then, there's still shit that happens that like doesn't matter. Kind of like Suspiria. It is like, oh, well, we have to go back to the story a little bit. Even more so than Suspiria. I think. Yeah. But like when I'm watching it, I don't pick up on that at all. No, I'm, I'm just, just like looking at the visuals and how beautiful the fucking movie oh, is. Oh yeah. And the fucking soundtrack, like Claudio Simonetti, of course. Oh my god. You can't underestimate. You can't undermine how good Claudio Simonetti. Is. Yeah, but that that Emerson Palmer, that Keith Emerson, yeah, Emerson Leggett Palmer is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, Sa soundtrack is fucking banging, dude. <laughs> like Suspiria soundtrack, I can listen to it during you know Halloween season. Of course, yeah. of course, when you're watching the movie, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. And every once in a while, putting on like, oh yeah, this is a great score. This is great. Yeah, this is a great score. Yeah, Inferno is a fucking bop. <laughs> yeah, you can put that shit shit on any time. That's a booty bopping anthem right there. I don't know about booty bopping. I'll throw it back to it. <laughs> I'm glad no one had to see that. Probably heard the chair for just fucking squeak. Begging for mercy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. <laughs> but, 
I yeah, you can just put this shit on. Like it goes it's, hard as fuck. It's fucking incredible how good this song is. Having a fucking mosh pit to the song. Like it comes on <laughs> inappropriate times, it feels like too. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Like, there's a point where like the guy like goes underneath like the floorboards. Yeah. And nothing's really happening. Hmm. And it's like so spirit. You're like, holy oh, shit. Builds tension though. Yeah, you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like a lot of the kills in this film introduces characters just to be dispatched. Yeah. Um there's this one guy. Oh yeah. We can oh, talk about that. Do okay. you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about that. Uh, again, if I guess it's not really a spoiler because he doesn't really have any bearing. In I the mean, movie. he's like he's basically the catalyst of like the man who gives the book. Yeah, and, and the one that kind of like is like you shouldn't be studying that, you know. Yeah, he's only gonna bring bad omens. <laughs> right. Um, but it's essentially he gets fucking attacked by a bunch of cats, <laughs> which is wild. <laughs> yeah. At one point, I'm pretty sure you do see someone's hands throw the fucking cat. Yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> But then he takes a bunch of the cats and puts them in a bag, takes them down to the the ocean, and just throws them in there. Yeah, he's not, the, not, he's not, not legit. Yeah, not legit because these cats are not sinking. No, they're clearly it's not real. Yeah, then, then no. Yeah, he uses his crush to kind of like push him down under the water. And he's yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You fucking bastards! Yeah. Which he trips and falls, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then, <laughs> just a the most rats you could possibly see, Dude. just start attacking. Where the fuck did they get all these rats? There's so many fucking rats. It's insane. There's no way they got them all back, right? No way. There's no way. <laughs> There's hundreds of them. Oh, yeah, it's so many rats, and they're just like eating him and biting. He's like, "Help! Oh, fucking help me! I'm and dying!" This motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, across the the way, like across, like it's like a little like. It's, it's the ocean, but it's like a little, like... I'd say within, like, a few hundred feet away. Yeah. There's a guy in a building cooking. It's like hot dogs, all right? I don't know what the fuck it's like it a, is. It's like a hot dog vendor or some bullshit. I don't know what the fuck it is. It can, it's New York, so I just assume it's, like, like hot dog vendor or something. I, I don't know about that. What? <laughs> fucking bag boy lover boy has a fucking hot dog vendor. So, yeah, he's just, like, chopping something. And he, like, he, he looks up, like, he hears the guy screaming. He's like... <gasps> He takes his hat off and just starts running. With the fucking meat cleaver in hand. Keep that in mind. Yeah. And he's running, and it looks like he's going to run and help this dude, right? And he's hauling ass over there. And as soon as he gets there, he fucking hits him in the back of the neck with a knife. And you're like, why did that just happen? He <laughs> hits him in the knife and hits him with the knife in the back of the fucking neck a couple of times. And the way the visual plays out, it's because he's like, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he got the the cue to be like, "All right, I got to kill this motherfucker." <laughs> it's like he was watching the whole thing with the cats happen, and he was like, "Man, that's shitty." And he saw the guy fall and get consumed by rats. It's and my time. It's my time to shine, buddy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I welcome out. This this but uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's like, a wild fucking scene. <laughs> Like, at first, when I saw it, because this is my first time I'm watching this one, actually, and I was dumbfounded at first. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Y- y'all were laughing, because I'm like... Again, I'd seen it many times. Yeah. Like, that's just fucking seems insane. I was like, that's fucking crazy. And then it kind of watched over what just happened. I'm like, that's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's inexplicable. 
but I don't think it hurts the movie by any means. No, like I was gonna say is like a lot of the stuff we're saying right now may sound like we're actually like bashing the film. Yeah, but I genuinely really fucking love this movie. Yeah, it's it, fucking it, great. It is like even more than Suspiria is this insane visual experience. Yeah, you know, and, and like there's a lot of stuff about this movie too, where like it does make a lot of sense, like why there's like some disjointedness to it. Mm-hmm. Where like you find out that like Argento contracted a bad case of the hepatitis. <laughs> why do you have to say the, the hepatitis? He got a bad case of the hip. <laughs> the hip. And uh, was bedridden for some of this movie. Yeah. Where, like would leave Mario Bava and Liberto Bava to do something second unit directing. Yeah. And including one of the best scenes in the movie, which is a girl going down in this like flooded basement. Yeah. To find her keys. Mm-hmm. That scene is so good. It's gorgeous. And uh, yeah. the actress says that Argento was never there for that. Yeah. And that was all directed by Mario Bava. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because like at this point in time like Italian cinema is fucking booming oh yeah yeah 80 yeah Yeah. they're fucking rolling hard so it's like okay like again it's like again I know uh, Mario Bava was like his like teacher right yeah since he had one of the greatest of all time Second unit. Second unit on his movie. Yeah. With his son. With his son. He's also a fucking and great director. Bob would pass away before this movie even came out. Yeah. So it's like, this is in the last shit Bob ever filmed. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's pretty fucking awesome in that aspect too. And like, yeah. The ending of the film is huge. Again, maybe doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because there's fire everywhere and there's fucking chaos and a like, grim reaper like yeah. fucking one of the coolest fucking scenes when the witch comes to the mirror yeah she's like mata tenebarum mata suspirium mata lycrium but they know us as death and comes yeah. busting through the, like uh, Mr. Parker used it in his 1980 intro yeah it's so good it's so fucking good it's so cool it's such a great visual hmm. yeah overall I, I genuinely love this movie like I said it may sound like we're kind of picking at it yeah because there is just ridiculously weird shit in this film yeah but it, th- that doesn't mean it's like again, we're we're just riffing on it because it's like, what the fuck? Like I said, even more than like like Spirit is my favorite. Yeah, but like this movie has like arguably some of Argento's best visuals. Oh yeah, ever ever. Like it has some of his finest work mm-hmm. ever as a director. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, it, I I used to think this movie was kind of divisive. Like I remember like when I first heard of Inferno, people being like, yeah, it's good, but it's not, it's not Suspiria. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of Argento's lesser films. I disagree with that. I think it's upper echelon Argento. Yeah. Um, but it, it just seemed like the consensus, what I saw anyway, was. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, was that it was on a similar level, not not as high, but definitely on the same level as something like Suspiria. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how, if it's as well known as Suspiria. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Suspiria is the big one. Yeah. Suspiria is the one that goes on all the lists, and yeah. for good reason. Yeah. Like Sus- I do think Suspiria is better. Yes. But Inferno, I think, is a fantastic follow-up to Suspiria and yeah. a fantastic Italian horror film. Like, if you like that style, you like that nightmare logic, you mm. like that, like, you know, maybe not everything is kind of fleshed out, but, like, the visuals are insane, yeah. you're going to love Inferno. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Plus that booty-bopping anthem. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if it's booty-bopping. It's pretty booty-bopping. I don't know, man. Put Co- a tra- trap beat over it. Comment on this post after you listen to it if this is a booty-bopping anthem. <laughs> and they're going to say, yeah. I, I say they won't. Suspiriot. <laughs> Booty bopping. Oh, okay. No. Alright. Anything else to say about Inferno before we move on? Uh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, damn. She's sneezing. She got the sneezes over here. 
Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Last but certainly not least. Certainly not least. <laughs> God damn. We have uh... <laughs> <laughs> And it was a while after yeah. Inferno. Like the three mothers sat dormant for many years. Mm-hmm. Until... No, it didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, well. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Let's talk about it a little bit. The actual third mother. No. Yeah, the <laughs> Mother Tears. Uh-uh, you got tricked, boys. We ain't talking about Black Mother Tears. We're talking about The Black Cat by Luigi Cozy. <laughs> not, not actually. No. But, uh, yeah, Luigi Cozy's The Black Cat is fucking ridiculous. Yes. Because it is a sequel to Suspiria and, and Inferno, yeah. Yeah. As it, being, it has Mother Lycurium in it. Yeah. Which is funny, because Mother Lycurium is known as the most beautiful... <laughs> <laughs> and youngest of the three, and she looks like a uh, uh, fucking testicle. <laughs> she looks like a fucking... Uh, looks like a turd. It does have one of the best moments of any Italian movie ever. Oh, my God. Where they're like, hasn't this already been made into a movie? Yes. It's called Suspiria. It's one of the greatest horror movies of all time, directed by the maestro, Dario Argento. And they say it, the fucking Suspiria theme hits. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> This movie, the movie's fucking absurd. Matt thinks it's like fun, bad. Yeah. I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I think you should go watch it. You have like a three and a half or four. Or something I have like a four. Oh my lord! I fucking love that movie. It's fucking ridiculous. To me, it is the true <laughs> third mother. <laughs> I mean, from now that, on, when I watch the mother of uh, the three mothers trilogy, <laughs> it's gonna be Suspiria, Inferno, and the Black Cat. <laughs> John needs to drink some water. He's struggling over here. I am struggling. I'm tired. This is bad. This is bad. We gotta we gotta get through Mother of Tears. I was getting too worked up by Luigi Cozy. Luigi Cozy, the man who took a print of Godzilla to make his own for Italy and just covered it in fucking wax. Covered it in colored wax and put dead bodies in it. And put real dead bodies in it from World War II. Love it. <laughs> Goblin. It was funny because like, you know, we have a group chat and um <laughs> we were talking about the black cat and like you and Spooky were like, Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. And I was there watching like, no, this movie just fucking slaps. I don't know what y'all talking <laughs> I don't know if we're watching the same movie or not. I think it's absurd. I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking <laughs> I thought it was just generally good, but anyways. Yeah, we need to get to the actual last the the, the third month. Two thousand and seven. The mother's finally <laughs> arose. Two thousand and seven, by the way. That's a long That's time. That's a long time. Inferno was eighty. <laughs> Twenty years later, Argento would return. He would return. Some of which he didn't. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He didn't really ever leave. No, but as far as the mothers go, some wish he would never have come back to the mothers. <laughs> some love that he came back. It's very divisive. Yeah. Now this is the mother of tears. Oh boy, this movie put out by Dimension Extreme. Dimension Extreme. So we have Ossia Argento. Yeah, played by wait. I did that backwards. I mean, you say did. Sarah, yeah. played by Ozzy Argento. Which there is a scene in this too. Oh well, yeah, we can't. Let me get the okay. plot. Let me get the plot out first. Okay. okay. Go ahead. So outside of Rome, there's a cemetery, and for some reason they're digging in it. I don't know. <laughs> and they find a coffin of a priest, and on top of the the coffin is an urn. The urn has symbols all over it, including pentagrams and shit like that. They don't send, open it. They should open it, but they send it to Rome to be examined. Ozzy Argento's character Sarah and a co-worker open it hmm. thus unleashing the third mother mother like Hiram yeah. the mother of tears who with her brings a group of goth girls 
who begin to wreak havoc on Rome, and the law and order breaks down. Rome begins to crumble. Chaos spreads, and it's up to Sarah Ossie Argento to stop the Mother of Tears. Which I will say, there's a trend in all three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the actual mother themselves are not very strong. No, not not in the aspect. I like, will say at least at least she gets a grand death. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, no. like again, like a little bit of spoiler for Suspiria real fast. Just skip forward a little bit. Um, fucking, <laughs> it's like you know, I am Mother Suspirium. Fucking knife to the neck. Oh, well, I'm dead. You can't kill Lena Marcos. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, God, I got a knife in my throat. It's, it's actually a peacock. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> Mata Tamirum is just, she just burned to death. She's, yeah, she's in a hotel. <laughs> she just dies. By her own doing, yeah, really. Much, yeah, she, she super shredders it. <laughs> super shredders it. <laughs> and, of course, let's we'll just get into it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Immediately, we're in 2007, so it's not the same. No, it's not the same. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. In fact, if they just didn't, if they just cut Mother of Tears out of there and cut out all of the lore to Suspiria Inferno, you'd know you'd be no wiser. Yeah, <laughs> you know that this was a film in that trilogy. Yeah, because like I said, like gone are the the bombastic lighting. Yeah, gone are the grand sets. Hmm. We're just in the real world. It's very dry and drab. <laughs> the yeah. camera work is good. It is good, yeah. There is horrific effects, but we'll get into that. <sighs> um, not not just like digital either. Some of the practical is really good. Some of it is good. Some of it is fucking rough. I mean, Sergio Stivaletti worked on it. Yeah. He is a good makeup artist. Yes. Um, but again, you know. But they also had $3 million in 2007. Yeah. Which is like, you know, not tiny budget, but low budget. Yeah. Um, but man, I don't, I don't know where to begin with this. So it's like, <laughs> the first thing you notice is, again, like I said, like, it doesn't carry that same atmosphere. Mm. It feels very much grounded in reality, or grounded in the real world, at least. Yeah. That fairy tale atmosphere of the first two is gone. Yeah. Um, also, it seems as though he is either paying homage or conjuring the yeah. spirit of Lucio Fulci as this movie's a gore fest. Yeah, which I did not expect. <laughs> like, the first kill of the film, they take a pair of agony, which you don't know what that is. It's this little thing, and you crank it, and it opens. Yeah. Shove it in this woman's mouth, split her jaw to pieces. Yeah. Gut her, and then choke her with her guts. Yeah, that's some Fulci shit. That's some Fulci shit. But, again, they also did make up towards the end of Fulci's life, so... They did. Yeah. But it is, like, it doesn't... It just doesn't feel like an Argento movie. No, it... Like, the whole movie doesn't really feel like an Argento movie. No, not at all. Like, an Argento movie's, you know, usually very bombastic, and it's, you know, in a lot of its look, even... This one, not really. It's just drab. Yeah, it's very drab. It feels like any movie that came out around this era. Oh, boy, it does it. You could tell me this was Triple X, too, and I would have believed you. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel's just not in it. This whole movie is literally just goth girls, girl bossing everybody. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's so cheesy, and it's so oh, corny. Man. Like, the whole shit is so, so lame. Like, you know, when I was watching, I'm like, it's not bad or anything, right? I still don't think it's horrible no. or anything. And it's funny, too, because we actually talked about it going into it, where it was like... It seemed like the consensus was you either love it or you hate it. And we were like, we're probably going to fall in the middle. Yeah. 
And we did. Yeah, we felt right in the middle. Yeah, I think it's an enjoyable movie, but not for the right reasons, necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's a bad movie, either. Yeah. The first half is actually pretty good. Pretty fun, yeah. Like, and of course, you know, some, some stuff is a little, like, mm. It's dated. Yeah. But again, a lot of stuff from this era is dated even more so than stuff made before it. Yeah, true. And... <laughs> The second half of this movie, it gets off the rails, dude. There's a there's a moment in this movie that changes the pace. I feel like we gotta build up to that moment. We can't okay. just like jump right into that. Okay, okay. Because okay. like you get ridiculous shit before that too. Yes, you get fucking seer monkey. Oh yeah, the fucking seer monkey. Yeah, the fucking monkey just rats people out. Yeah, like it's sent by the mother of tears and it finds people and they go kill them. Imagine getting ratted out by a fucking chimp. Yeah, the mother of tears should have been called the mother of titties. Oh, because she just got one tit out the entire just movie. One tit out the whole movie, and she's nude the entire movie too. Yeah, and it's like Argento is a director who, like, you know, he was known for like, you know, having beautiful women in his yeah. films. Yeah, was never really known for like sex or nudity. Goes ham. Yo, oh, my this god! One. Like he brings the sleaze in this one. And at one point, John. Mm-hmm. Now I want you all to keep this in mind. Argento Argento mm. is Dario Argento's. Daughter. Daughter. Has her nude. Taking a shower. Sexy time scene. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And that's not even the worst of it. The worst of it is Dario Argento, when she turned 18, had her do her first nude scene in his movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so fucking grim. It's pretty grim. It's so... What the fuck? Why? Why? I don't, I don't know, bro. I hate it. But, yeah, like... So what Matt's alluding to here yeah. is at one point Ozzy Argento's character discovers that she is the uh, daughter of a very powerful white witch. Well, essentially, this movie, like Mother of Tears, goes from you know a horror movie into Harry Potter. Harry if it was Potter. Horror, if it was a horror movie, and, and it's weird too because like, there was so many opportunities to like tie this back. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> at one point they reference Suspiria and Mother yeah. Suspirium, right? And, but it's like because there's reference to her mother and it's like it could have been Susie right Susie Bannon yeah. right could have been her, her mother you could have tied it back into the first one there that maybe she took up white magic afterwards and maybe was killed by the mother of darkness or something right no it's just like her mom was a pretty powerful witch except for the mother of size killed the shit out of her <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah. she couldn't take out the weakest of the mothers. <laughs> yeah. How is this girl supposed to take out, who's not doesn't know anything, the fact that she even could do magic, yeah. is now supposed to take out the third mother. Yeah, the, the one of the strongest. Yeah. And not the, she is the I strongest. I think she's referred yeah. to as the most powerful. Yeah. So I'm already like, you could have tied it back to the first movie. Yeah. You could have made this whole world, like, you know, wrap around itself. Yeah. Nah. Nah, why would you? But it's like the witchcraft shoehorn Darren Nickelodeon in this. <laughs> in the way they do. Yeah, so she eventually, like, again, her friend who she damns, she damns a few people in this movie. She gets them fucking just killed dead and doesn't try to help them. <laughs> Matt's dying. I'll keep going. She, she's like, let me show you some magic. So she, like, blows on this powder and, like, conjures up <laughs> Sue. Sarah's mother, which is Dara Nicolodi, looking like Dara Nicolobi One Kenobi. <laughs> and she's like this Yoda ass hologram. <laughs> she's looking like she should be like, mm. <laughs> Force you must use. Mother of Tears you must defeat. 
<laughs> Mother titties you must take out. <laughs> so <laughs> she follows her fucking hologram mother. <laughs> around there in Nickelodeon Wan Kenobi. Well, it's like at first it's like it looks bad, but it's like okay, okay. It's bad, but it lo- it just <laughs> it gets worse. Like when it starts floating around is when it gets <laughs> Oh my god! And again, before we get to the scene, Dar- Ozzy Argento's just damning people left, right. Like she sees the seer monkey break into her friend's house. Yeah. Does she go get her friends and get them out? She go warn them. She runs and calls. <laughs> she runs out of the fucking apartment, goes to payphone, is like, "Y'all got to get out of there. It's too late. <laughs> They're dead." <laughs> she does that a few times. Yeah. So her love interest in the movie shows up after disappearing for the entire goddamn movie. <laughs> He's looking for his son, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I have to find my son. Where's my boy? <laughs> and at one point, he's like, I think there's witchcraft involved in this, right? And she's like, no, you're dumb. And she's like, no, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> he's the shit out of, out of him. Dude. Yeah, Ugh. so he shows back up, but it turns out he's being controlled by the mother of tears to kill Sarah. Yeah. They want Sarah because they know that she's a white witch or whatever. <sighs> so, yeah. so Oh, my God, this scene. She's running, and then who shows up to save the day? There you Nickelobe <laughs> one Kenobi. <laughs> Take you the hell I must. <laughs> the, the, the spirit, this hologram, begins to grapple with this dude. And a giant... Call her elbow <laughs> Call her elbow wrestling style. To a giant portal to hell opens up out of nowhere and they just get sucked into it. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing I have ever seen. Well, not ever, but it's up there. It's stupid. Like, we watched Lycan Colony the same day, which, my God, that movie and its effects are so fucking horrifically bad. I didn't think there was anything in this movie. I was like, no matter how bad the dated the CG is in this movie, I ain't gonna think it's bad because we just saw the worst of the worst. Somehow they still managed to get to be bad. (laughs) (laughs) The pool of the hell, oh my God. We had to fucking, like, rewind it back. It's just like, ah! They, like, shrink. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they shrink into the portal of hell. Oh, my God. And then sexy time scene with Aja Argento. Yeah, titty out. <laughs> By her father. <laughs> what? Daria Nickelobi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Got sent to fucking hell. <laughs> they like, you, we divorced. No Fuck good you. bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Send her to hell. <laughs> Send her to hell where she belongs. Yeah, so I don't want to spoil the whole fucking movie. <sighs> but the way the Mother of Tears gets taken out is... <laughs> Couldn't be more ridiculous if it tried. Oh my god! The whole end of this movie kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks ass. But I mean, I'd be sitting here lying to you if I didn't tell you I wasn't entertained by this movie. Yo. Oh, I had a great time with it. Actually. Whether it's because it actually is good at points or because it's so bad, it's hilarious. The film delivers on entertainment. Yes, and I feel like wait, we good? Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. I was just looking. Okay, and I feel like that's kind of what matters at the end of the day is if you're entertained, right? That's what I think. The worst thing a movie can do is bore you. Exactly. This movie's never boring. No. No. It's never boring. There's it's... constantly some bullshit happening. <laughs> for better or for worse, there's always bullshit. <laughs> but like, oh, we ever got about this part, too. <laughs> there's a chaos going on in the streets of fucking Rome. <laughs> for some reason, the fucking news anchor's like, if you see this woman, call the police. It's like, what do you mean? Like The, the city's in <laughs> destruction right now. Like It's it's falling a fuck apart. Like It's pure yeah. chaos. It's, it's hell on earth. Yeah. Martial law should be called. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, call the cops if you see this one chick. <laughs> so what do you mean? 
I don't know. The movie is ridiculously good. He isn't the one fucking raping and murdering people in the streets like some people are. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? And that was so confusing, too, because it's like, <laughs> I thought he was in on it, and he's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought he was working with the Mother Tears. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> they ended up, like, again. I don't know why they thought she was doing I don't know. I don't know, man. Where's <laughs> the end of the movie? They start working together. Yeah. This movie's just, I don't know. I don't it's bizarre. I don't know how to explain it. It's just <sighs> dumb. Then he went on to do Jalo. Yeah, which is not dumb. It's just bad. Yeah, I've heard it's, it's just boring. terrible. Yeah, Argento got goofy with it with this one. He really did get goofy. What the fuck happened to you, Claire? He got his silly hours going on. <laughs> give him a goofy time hours. You gotta put him in the squisher. Straighten him out. <laughs> oh, no, not the squisher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, overall, the Mother of Tears. I keep on calling it the Mother of Tears trilogy. I guess it's not technically right. It's the Three Mothers trilogy. <laughs> the Three Mothers trilogy, yeah. Is uh, overall... Good, I would say. You have- <laughs> Sorry, there's something going on with my cat right now. I don't know what's going on. I think she tastes something bad. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at her. But yeah, you know, you got a masterpiece, you got a great movie, and you got something just <laughs> ridiculous. I'd say it's a movie, like, the people who are like, man... I could not finish this movie. Give or, it another shot. Give it another shot. Enough of mindset. Go into it that you're going to watch something ridiculous. Do not like I, the way I went into it was like I'd seen the reviews and stuff. And I'm like I'm gonna go into this straight down the middle, and I came out straight down the middle. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like I had a fucking blast with it though. Yeah, because like it just gets so absurd. It's goofy, man. Oh god. Yeah, that's the Three Mothers trilogy. I think it's pretty fucking great. I mean, I think that's an understatement. Yeah. It's a great fucking time, though. Can you hot take? Are you ready? Yeah, pretty good movies. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there we go. What we're doing next? I don't fucking know. I don't remember. We'll figure that out and let you know. We do have a mild symptoms coming up. Yes. Uh, I think we talked about it already. We're definitely doing art of self harm. Yeah, we're doing art of. We just want to say yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we're doing the art of self harm by Jonathan Doe, mm-hmm. and we are doing the uh, uh, the flesh games by David Dawson. Yes, so that'd be fun. Yes, I would stay on here and talk to you guys more, but I'm getting sick. Yeah, John's got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to wrap this up. Shout out everybody, yeah. of course. Happy Halloween. Are, happy Halloween. Hope y'all are having a good one, and uh, yeah, we're gonna see y'all next time. <laughs> I can't send me. Death threats currently. I'm getting sick of shit. John's body sending him death threats. Uh, uh, Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, guys. I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on on cinema. 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 Make sure to check your kids' candy. First things first to fuck my mother (laughs) in your fucking ass. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it off.